Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers. I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda and I are both in Zephyr A. This is season 26 for me and season 22 for Amanda. And this is day four of season 94. And this is one of those days that we are playing each other yes. in the main rundle. Indeed. Uh, so it's public. Um, and uh, as is our custom, we have not discussed today at all with mm-hmm. each other. Um, so we will score live and figure out who won immediately, uh, right here. Yes, indeed. And that's why we're recording this, even though you don't know that, at 11 a.m. <laughs> instead of uh, our usual like 9 or 10 after the kids are all in bed, because they're all away at work and school and such. That's true, yes. So we're, we've got an opportunity to do it sooner, so we figured we'd go ahead and get it over with so we could actually talk about this stuff. Uh, question one asks us about the inspiration for the name of a professional golf tour that's based on, perhaps getting a birdie on every hole on a par 72 course. So I, I was, as I was reading the question, I thought like, oh God, I have to do the math. And I actually thought like, oh, I don't know enough about golf to, to do this. Cause I'd have to know like, what's the, uh, what's the par for each hole. <laughs> uh, and it, fortunately I read the end of the question before I figured out that I was being foolish in that par 72 is a total and it doesn't matter. Yes. What each one is. Right. Um, because the professional golf tour in question is the Live Tour, which is sponsored by Saudi Blood Money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, it, and I thought, oh, yeah, Live, uh, Roman numerals 54, 54 plus 18 is 72. One hole back, or one stroke back on each hole would be 54. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, had a similar logic because this is one of those things that's come up repeatedly on my uh, newsreader. Um, you know, even though I don't follow golf per se to know a lot about, you know, who's currently uh, high in the rankings or standings or whatever, um, I have seen lots of headlines go by about this Live Golf Tour. And I hadn't known that this was the reasoning behind it, but it certainly confirmed my sort of you know, automatic response that, oh, this is, this is this new, uh, LIV or live golf tour. And it makes sense that, you know, if it par 72 minus the 18 for a birdie on each hole would be, you know, 54 and LIV is 54 in Roman numerals. So I kind of did the same logic you did, but in maybe a slightly different order. <laughs> um, and I also put down LIV. And that the answer was live golf mm-hmm. specifically. I just also put LIV. I figure we'll probably get it. Well, yeah. I mean, a professional golf tour is in the question, yeah. so I figure yeah. LIV supplies the missing part of the answer. Yeah. You got zero points for this because I know you know golf. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, you got uh, two points oh, for it all right. um, because I thought, you know. I don't know golf. You, you don't know golf. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you'd followed. I, I thought we'd discussed the mm-hmm. the headlines around this a little bit. Yeah. So I certainly wasn't going to give it the three points. but yeah. uh, I, I don't follow golf, but I do follow outrage. Sure. So. Yes, that makes sense. And um, also, you know, two points because some of these I felt would be definitely easier for you. Hmm. Reasonable. Question two asks us for the top-selling breakfast cereal in the United States and gives us a lot of clues that it is a spin-off, that it, its mascot is a bee, that's General Mills. I don't know if that helps any, but... It does, actually, oh, okay. um, at least for someone like me who is very invested in food and drink generally and cereal yeah. specifically. Reasonable. Um, 
and you know we we have a household that consumes a fairly large number of Cheerios, uh, both the classic you know sort of plain kind that's just you know oats basically, and some of the stunt Cheerios that mm-hmm. you know my the, our favorites over time have been like when they brought out like the maple. Mm-hmm. Um, right now we're going through a lot of cinnamon Cheerios and. My personal favorite are the coconut ones, which those mm. cowards really should bring back. <laughs> um, but in this case, if the mascot is a bee, then this has to be referring to Honey Nut Cheerios, which has been very popular since it came out in the early 80s, I would say. Um, and, you know, it's it, it this really was plenty nerfed out to indicate that, you know, the number one seller is Honey Nut Cheerios, and the number three is, of course, the the classic Cheerios, which, you know, people from zero to ninety nine and on up, I assume, still <laughs> eat. Um, so I put down Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah, I I just saw B and variation of classic brand and thought, yeah, this got to be Honey Nut Cheerios. Is mm-hmm. that popular? I did not know. Makes sense, as yeah. you say. We we've eaten a fair quantity of it over the years. Uh, it, it's, you know, a good form factor for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just sweet enough to also appeal to them, like, even more than the usual ones. So, sure. Yeah. To me, for some reason, they're always a little too sticky. You know, honestly, we don't go through don't, a lot of Honey Nut not, specifically. Yeah, not so much I, um, I can't remember the last time I picked those mm-hmm. up as opposed to either the plain kind or yep. uh, one of the more novel flavors. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they do tend to have a little bit of honey stickiness to them. Yeah. Um, and so they're, they're not quite as great for like finger food as the classic ones mm-hmm. are if you're, right. um, and certainly you don't want to give the sweetened ones to a baby who's, yeah, yeah, you know, learning to, to, um, eat such things. Yep. Also the nut part. You can't give honey and nuts really to be little mm. babies oh, yeah, uh, for yeah. allergen reasons. That's a good point. I thought it. Yeah. Well, you got one for that one. You got zero. Reasonable. Cause I figured that there were plenty of clues in here and. Food and drink category notwithstanding, yeah. I thought this is cereal is right in your yep. your knowledge area there. Yeah, it took me a little while to decide on zeroing this one or the golf one for you. Oh yeah, but you were definitely not getting more than one point combined. <laughs> yes. All right, so I'm up to one. Uh huh. Question three asks us for an adjective that refers to the cities of Bremen, Hamburg, and Lübeck uh, when the German Empire was forming in 1871. So this is in reference to a medieval confederation to which they belonged. Mm-hmm. My first thought is, oh, is this the Hanseatic League? Mm. Uh, and then I thought, well, I don't know. Have I ever heard of these cities described as free Hanseatic cities? Uh, I don't think so. But at the same time, I don't think I've heard of them referred to as anything else. <laughs> like, and, you know, they. Uh, so I'm trying to think of like other medieval confederations and things like the holy roman empire mm. were these free roman cities no were these free holy cities no i kept coming back to hanseatic and thinking there's got to be some other league that i'm not thinking of or some other confederation and then i remembered rule two look at the words that aren't there when you use the word confederation it means that thorsten is avoiding another word they specifically like this is the something conglomeration or the like of them mm-hmm, so it, mm-hmm. so it kept coming back to the league and thinking yeah i think it's hanseatic the free hanseatic city of bremen yeah okay why not we'll go with that but it was very much a if it's not this i don't know it I, i'm, I'm <laughs> not going to have the oh right moment after i click submit <laughs> so i'll say hanseatic 
Yeah. So this one, I, I dithered over for a long time thinking, it, you know, when I think of an adjective, usually I'm thinking of a more common term that I might use in everyday, you know, conversation or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so I went through a lot of possibilities around that, like, if they're free, are they also independent despite being in a confederation? Are they, does it relate to their geography? Are they in Bavaria? Are they Bavarian or Bohemian or something like that? And I, you know, I thought maybe knowing those names was supposed to tip me off to that because I don't, you know, necessarily know the geography of, of Germany and surrounding areas. Um, and so I, I spent a lot of time kind of, you know, trying to follow dead ends in that sense um, as I thought this through. But then I came back to, you know, the important thing about this seems to be the medieval confederation. Mm-hmm. And so it took me a while to, you know, think about like what types of terms uh, have I heard that would date back to about that era you know, I was thinking, would these be Lutheran cities because they were, you know, but that was, that's a little later. That's the Reformation. That's like the 1500s, um, which is later than medieval. Um, and so finally, just like I, I thought, you know, what other, um, I, I kind of went to that area of the words that aren't in the question and what are, what other words are there for confederations And I thought there was, wasn't there something, some kind of league that was, you know, uh, in that area, sort of. And I feel like this has come up in, then I sort of like thought it's something that's come up in conversation not that long ago. And finally, Hanseatic came to mind. And I was like, it could be that. And it would sound pretty smart of me to like use that in a (laughs) semi-appropriate way. (laughs) So I thought... Yeah, this, you know, the fact that it's a medieval confederation, like, that's not a term that seems to me that is used much about medieval history. Like, it's not something I associate. So I thought, yeah, that's definitely cover for a different term for a, you know, an agglomeration of municipalities or whatever. Um, So I thought, could this be the Hanseatic League? And I thought, yeah, that makes sense that, that maybe these cities were all part of that. And so I put down Hanseatic as well. For three points. Same, well same for you. I kind of figured that would be high for me because, mm-hmm. you know, that's not my area of expertise, certainly. Although, Lord knows yesterday I totally <laughs> whiffed one that was. All right, so 5-4. Uh-huh. Halfway I, through. I thought that one was the toughest on the day overall. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah, I thought it was I definitely agree. the most obscure yeah. and the least likely for just person in the 21st century logicing, to know about. Yeah, logicing one's way into it. Yeah. yeah. Question four asks us for the name of a Blackstreet song that is synonymous with the name of a band that had several hits. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, immediately uh, the band was no doubt because the hits are Don't Speak, Spiderwebs, and I'm Just a Girl. You know, I don't remember Spiderwebs as well, but the, mm. the other two, I'm like, well, those are obviously no doubt songs. Um, and so then the expression synonymous with no doubt um, kind of bedeviled me for a while because um, I, I had to tease out for myself, does it actually mean that the title of the Blackstreet song also is no doubt? Like, is it, you know, exactly synonymous or... You know, and I had to kind of 
clarify in my head that synonymous is like two terms that are exactly equivalent, like they mean literally the same thing, but they're just, they use different words. So blank is synonymous with blank. It does not mean, you know, uh, home is synonymous with home. It means like domicile is synonymous with home uh -huh. or something like that. So um, once I got that clear in my head, I was like, it's not going to be specifically the words, no doubt. It's going to be something close to that. It's going to be, you know, something to do with certainty or it's going to be something like, you know, undoubtedly or it's, um, you know, kind of going through possibilities there. And I was like, I don't really know Blackstreet songs. I like off the top of my head. Um, but I finally got around to trying to get those two sets of brain circuits to connect of like Blackstreet, which means no doubt. And suddenly the chorus of No Diggity just started playing in my head. Uh, and I was like, oh, right. That was them. I th th Like... I don't remember the vernacular of the time well enough to confirm as a very white uh, middle-aged lady <laughs> that that's what the expression no diggity means, but it makes sense to me that it would. And I know that song was from around that time in the mid-90s. So I was like, yeah, I think just kind of putting the puzzle pieces together, this has got to be no diggity. Uh, I almost messed this up in the sense that I thought for some reason, the name of the group, uh, the name of the band, was Don't Speak. Like, that <laughs> That just entered my head immediately. Mm. So I was like, oh, okay, well, is this Shut Up? Would that be a song? <laughs> you know, is, is that an R&B song? I mean, like, it could be, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it would be subverted somehow, <laughs> like Shut Up, I Love You, or something like that. Um, then, I, then, luckily, I went back and read the question again. and was like, oh, the band, right. It's that. Yeah. It's the one with Gwen Stefani. No, no mm -hmm. doubt. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, so what's... I, I don't know any Blackstreet songs, mm -hmm. um, but, you know, what would have been a mid-90s song that's, that was synonymous with No Doubt? Oh, No Diggity. Is that by Blackstreet? I think maybe that's by Blackstreet. Have I ever heard that song? Fairly certain I haven't. Uh, possibly in the background uh, of, you know someone else playing it but yeah okay no diggity that makes sense we'll go with that and that was the correct answer i gave you one point for that oh wow i give you two thank you so it is six to six, six now, I, I think believe. yeah i think yes. we're tied uh, we are tied Oof. and yeah i thought you know you've shown in the past that you were pretty up on the 90s pop music like mm -hmm. i feel like going to usc kind of mm -hmm made you somehow more yeah. aware of that than I managed and to I, be. And I've certainly heard of a lot of things that yep. I haven't necessarily heard or internalized and the right. like. And honestly, being in the army helped with that a lot because, uh, yeah. you know, like I'd be, you know, going through the barracks and hear stuff and it would just kind of sure. imprint in my brain and I'd hear other people talking about it. You know, people who were not, uh, you know, early 20s white kids from Reno and <laughs> therefore was exposed to much more uh, diverse music and mm -hmm. uh, and other pop culture than I normally would have been. So, yeah, lucky there. yeah, and I I will just add to that. Like I I ended up being in a more I think more of a monoculture of like alt rock kind of stuff mm -hmm. as opposed to and it felt like you were either into that or you into hip hop and rarely the twain should meet kind of things. Even though there were some cross pollinations in there, but at least in my college years there. There seemed to be a little less of that. So oh. this was actually a surprisingly good pull for me, I would say. Yep. 
Question five uh, gives us the names Canandaigua, Cayuca, Seneca, Cayuga, and Owasco, and asks what two-word term uh, designates them collectively. So these are all uh, familiar terms to someone who spent a couple of years in upstate New York. Mm-hmm. Um, what they are specifically referring to, uh, I didn't know just off the top of my head, but I was like, oh, yeah, I've you know, driven through at least three of those places. Mm-hmm. Uh, or places named something like them. Uh, and so I thought first, like, oh, were these member nations of the Iroquois Confederation? Mm-hmm. No, that that didn't quite work. And I don't think, uh, I think there were fewer than 11. And mm. I don't know that Iroquois Confeder- Confederation was really the two-word term for it. So I got to thinking, okay, these are geographic 11 of them. That's a lot of little places all over upstate New Oh, that's the Finger Lakes. Is that the Finger Lakes? That makes sense. I think there are a lot of towns that were named after their local lakes that I remember, Canandaigua in particular, Seneca. Um, you know, were there, are there 11 Finger Lakes? That would make sense. I know there were a bunch of them. I'm kind of, kind of trying to visualize the geography of it. Like one, two, three, four, five, six. No, that didn't work. I didn't actually know. <laughs> uh, but that would make sense that there'd be roughly 10 if mm-hmm. not exactly, of these things they call the Finger Lakes. So, yeah, we'll go with Finger Lakes. Okay. Yeah, so I initially had the same thought about, is this the Iroquois Nation? Which I thought that's, I don't know if that's even the proper term exactly, but that was a two-word phrase that came to mind that I thought these sort of sound like uh, tribe names that are a little less familiar to me. But then I kind of rethought, like, Seneca in particular makes me... It, I tend to mix into that too much because there was uh, an Indian person named Seneca that I know has a place in history. And I'm like, am I looking at the right, you know, group of terms here? Because, um, you know, it says a group of 11. And when I hear a group of 11 like that, I think a group of 11 people or... You know, it suggests to me something like group sounds like people to me rather than, I don't know, a category mm-hmm. um, or something like that. So, but, you know, Seneca kind of it kept sort of not fitting in with my sense of that being a correct answer. And I thought, well, what Senecas do I know of? I know of Seneca Falls, which is in upstate New York. And I thought, is this like something waterway related then? Is it, are these waterfalls? Are these, oh, you know, a bunch of bodies of water in upstate New York would be the Finger Lakes. And so I was pretty trepidatious about that answer. But I thought that, you know, that would seem like, you know, these names could kind of fit the bill because a lot of them may derive from Native American terms of some sort. Um, And if they were sort of a a group of geographic objects that kind of all share common features, you know, that that would make sense that they'd be grouped together in uh, a term like Finger Lakes, and it's a two-word term. And it was like, I, I don't feel real certain about this, but I'm going to go ahead and put down Finger Lakes. And you got two points for it. So did you. That was correct. So we are still tied at eight, mm-hmm. going into the last one. Yeah. And I gave you one for this one because it's an anatomy thing, and Same I figured here. you would know it. Mm-hmm. Femur, tibia, fibula, what? 
uh, and it, you know, the question tells us it's uh, the diminutive form of a Latin term for a broad, shallow dish. Um, the other three terms in the question are bones and the leg. Uh, and so I figured the missing one was the kneecap because that's really the only larger scale bone. Otherwise you're getting into like the, the little ankle bones and the tarsals in your feet and stuff like that. So, um, you know, this had to be the kneecap. So it took me a little while to think, what's the, what's the Latin term for the kneecap? It's not the scapula. What is it? It's not the, you know... I thought of the ACL because that's the ligament behind it. Uh, and finally, it kind of, all the circuits got, you know, stimulated enough to bring to mind patella. I thought, does that fit the, the Latin term for a broad, shallow dish? Well, the ella, the diminutive part of it, seems to work. So, I, and I know, but really, I knew that had to be the kneecap, and I, I was pretty certain that patella was the term. So that's what I put down. Yes, yeah, so I... I immediately recognize, of course, femur and tibia as leg bones. Sure. Uh, so uh, I, could, I couldn't come up with the fourth one because I figured, oh, is it like, uh, uh, are there two bones in each part of the leg, the upper and the lower leg? Mm. Like there are in the arm, right? Uh, no. Or it's just, oh, it's just the bottom. Okay, so it's kind of the same thing where there's yep. three of them because the, the tibia and fibula are both in, the, they're, they're parallel like in the lower the leg? The lower leg, yes. Okay, all right. Like the radius and the ulna. Yes. In the arm. Okay. Well, that makes sense why I didn't, why I couldn't think of it. Ah. Um, so I'm sitting here on the couch, right in the exact place that I am now, looking at the <laughs> questions, and I'm just kind of going through and, and, and thinking, okay, femur, that's this one. That's the, mm -hmm. the, the main leg bone from the hip down to the knee. Tibia and fibula are below it. Yeah. So what's the fourth? Is there one in the ankle? And then I kind of run my hand up my leg and, oh, oh, that one. <laughs> The kneecap, the patella. Mm -hmm. Is that a diminutive form of a Latin term for a broad shallow dish? Makes sense, yeah. Ella, sure. Pat. Would we have gotten plat from that? Platter, plate? Possible. So, yeah, patella. It, is it shaped like a broad shallow dish? Kind of, yeah. So, all right. Yeah, we'll go with patella. Mm -hmm. And that was the correct answer. Which means we both feared we it. We both feared it. God damn it. <laughs> This How explains why I was so eager to record the episode early yes, and was... why you were so eager to accept that. Yes. Uh, I Like, as soon as you suggested it, like, oh, he bearded it too. <laughs> All right, fine. Might as well get this out of the way then. Yep. So that we can now go walk to the store and, and get our yeah, cheer wines. our beers. And enjoy them. So, uh, you know, because it's our mutual match day, we don't get to make the little sound effect of the beer. Because no, otherwise that gives away the them. game. Yep. Uh, if we bring that to, over to the couch to record so um yeah i you know i didn't think this was necessarily a super easy day no we, we um, both got lucky on a couple of them a little bit yeah like i you know i really had to to pause and and think through hanseatic and finger mm -hmm. lakes and yep. you know the other well I, no diggity wasn't even a gimme either because nope. that was you know i the song i house. totally have heard you know, multiple times, but knowing that it's Blackstreet and kind of making that, bringing that all together, like I, you know, I'm so barely familiar with it as to not know what the title of the song <laughs> means independently of being, right. you know, spoon fed it like this. So, yeah, and I, I, I do resent a little bit you giving me zero for the golf one because my game sport is terrible and you should be playing the statistics on that one. Hmm. But um, but I guess that's your problem. It's golf. 
still, still, I don't like, I don't super know golf though. I know how golf is played. So mm-hmm. I guess I'll give you that. It's yeah. like, I know how to calculate, you know, what. And, and what I know that we, the we personally are. have discussed the live tour. I, yeah, that is also true. Not in depth, but like, That's you know, fair. oh, look at these assholes. Mm-hmm. So. But easier than Honey Nut Cheerios. Like, wow. All yeah. right. I can see, I can see where you went with that though. Kind of like the opposite principle of, you know, assigning the three mm-hmm. to the one that you know yeah. that was hardest. But, yeah. Because you don't know what you don't know about the others. Um, but, uh, and so you gave me three for Hanseatic. Was yep. that right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I think that's fitting, especially clearly the hardest one of mm-hmm. the day. The, oh, yeah. the least. Oh, yeah. The least daily life one. Yep. So. All right. Well, well played, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> this is, I'm fairly certain, the first time I've ever gone 23 for 24 in a four-day span. I don't think I've ever beard three times in four days either. Maybe that one season when I was actually playing yeah, out of my wow. mind. Jeez. But yeah. This is two out of four for Definitely me. I know my I've best done start that. ever. Yeah. I've, I've had a good start, and um, I don't think I, I didn't win yesterday, but I only lost by a point. So I'm mm-hmm. like... One one and one, and I'll be one one and two, I guess. Yep. Which could be a lot worse. I'll be one zero oh, and three. Mhm, mhm. So yeah, yep. Let's hope it continues. Uh, we'll continue um, cursing Thorsten to, like, we'll say, oh, the next ones will be really difficult, mm-hmm. and we'll hate them, and then maybe they won't actually be okay. through some sort of reverse <laughs> there's, psychology. There's going to be a course uh, correction. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but you know. I think we actually genuinely did a good job on this one. You know, these, maybe not these from weren't today. all gimme. Not from today, but I think uh, well, the the last couple of days have been historically easy. Yes, that is true. You look. You told me about the data on that. Yeah. So, yeah, can't get around that too much. And I, I'll be interested to see how my um, private Rundle opponent mm-hmm. uh, measures up to this as well. They have they have a pretty good record, so pretty glad I beard it there too. Yeah, I'm going up against the. I think multiple time champion of our private rival right, today. So right. <laughs> I really needed this. Yes. Good timing for that. So, and, and we can all be happy and harmonious in our home. Oh, yes. Always except nice. for where you were a jerk for getting them all right. Reasonable. Um, so that's it for today, I guess. Uh, tune in tomorrow for more post game analysis. And remember, don't forfeit. Don't cheat.